0: In fact, we've actually got him on the line right now. Garth, good morning, mate, and welcome to the show, pal. Garth, we got you. You there, pal? Yes, indeed. Nice one. Nice to have you with us on Saturday morning, Garth. Um, hey, look, mate, let's, I've asked the listeners to come in with a text, so I'll just go straight in with one from Ron. He says, hi, guys. Can you please ask Garth, does the batting team still get the choice of batting if it's dark, or do the umpires make the decision, as I thought the Pakistanis were in the best position? Patel's bowling was awful, as was our ground fielding. Can't understand why either team would want to go off. That's from Ron. What do you think, Garth?
1: Good question. And Ron, umpires make the decision and that's, that's a change that's been made. Uh, so in the past, whereas it would have been handed to the two captains, it's, it's a decision for the umpires and they have very little latitude. I mean, effectively, you know, it's, it's a question of degree. They've got a machine that tells them what the light reads wow. and if it's outside the parameters, then the game is off.
0: Wow. I mean, look, full disclosure here, mate, i said it all morning. I got to 20 past 11 last night. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, geez, do I, do I go to the last session? It's going to get to half one in the morning. Oh, I, ugh, it's probably going to be a draw. So I, I pulled the pin. I went to bed. I do kind of wish I stayed up now because when it got to that last closing period, what was the, what was the feeling? Were the players happy, sad, angry? What was your gauge of it?
1: Um, they were happy, and, and I'm suffering having stayed up for it, so yeah, I think you've done well. <laughs> Thank um, you, God. You sound, you sound much fresher than me. Um, look, look, I think, that, I mean, obviously the players were disappointed. I, mm. You know, it, it, it was thrilling. And, and in a way, it felt like the right outcome for me, a okay. draw. Okay. Uh, you know, both sides at, at least entered into the spirit of things and had a go, and I thought Safra's uh, innings was magnificent. Yes. If I, could I, I, I think the question for me, though, Dean, that arises out of it is that You know, New Zealand wasted five overs yesterday with slow over rates. Time time in Pakistan is precious. Mm. Every over is precious. Mm. Things happen slowly over there. So, again, when we look back about the things that have happened, those five overs were precious. And had they kept their their, their bowling rate up with the required rate, they wouldn't have been in the position they got themselves into last night. Everybody knows Mm. every day. That the game is called off early because of bad life. That happens every day in Pakistan. So if you go wow. beyond the, the scheduled time, you know almost exactly what time the game is going to be called off because as night follows day, darkness comes in. So New Zealand were always aware that that could happen, and we talked about it as commentators saying, look, sooner or later the game's going to be called off because this is what happens every day in Pakistan.
0: So you, you, I hear what you're saying, guys. It's quite predictable. So do you think, should New Zealand, should we have won the series?
1: Absolutely. And uh, we certainly should have. And, and, and I'm afraid in the first test, uh, we lost our way completely when Williamson got close to 200 and they wasted nine overs, absolutely squandered, nine overs scoring 12 runs in the interest of Williamson scoring 200. And uh, when we were on air at the time, we said, they can't be doing this. This just simply cannot be happening. You know, wow. surely they're not putting the individual interests of a player ahead of the team situation. And I saw Tim Saudi's comments after the test as being, you know, some concession that if they'd go on with things, well, it would have been interesting. Again, my view is that that cost them the test match. So uh, uh, my feeling is they should have won both both matches. Wow. And they simply weren't clinical enough.
0: And do you put that down to the fact that as Tim Southey is new to the role he's just finding his feet or is it is it is it more than that is it coaching as well where, where do you see not we are apportioning blame but where would you ask those questions
1: Well I think you have to look at coaching now uh, New Zealand's had a, a dreadful year in test cricket in mm,
0: 2022
1: Definitely. Uh, and again you know I I just hear um coming out of the camp kind of uh, I guess not the sort of comments I want to hear when when I you know, I want to hear issues of we should have done those things better. Mm. Um, looking back on that, yeah, we got that wrong. You know, I, I just see um, a side that has had a very bad year and, and kind of continues to comfort itself that um, everything they're doing is okay, and I don't think it is. Uh, so I think Saudi's the right person to be captain. Mm. Uh, I, I don't, I, I, you know, but I was really disappointed and said on air at the time when they uh, just squandered those overs in the first test but, you know, this is just not what I thought would be happening. I thought he would bring a more aggressive um, and and insightful approach to the captaincy, and I don't think we've really seen it in the series.
0: Wow, that's good points, Garth. Yeah, I mean, maybe it takes some of like this to realise that, you know, I, I, I make the calls now, I call the shots, and I I, I bear the weight of whatever those uh, calls are, which we, you know, sometimes this may be a great learning um Lesson for him and the rest of the team, and let me ask you uh, about this current team, then Guth, because it has been, you know, the spotlight has been has been shown. Let me ask you, who do you think has um, advanced their case to be in the side? Who do you think has not progressed their chance to be in the side?
1: Uh, well, well, I think uh, I mean Saudi's always going to be in the side. I mm. thought his bowling was excellent. I, you know, I, I do think he led by example with with the ball. He was he was just magnificent. Um, I thought, you know, uh, again, the batting of Blundell and his uh, wicket-keeping has secured his place. I don't think that was in doubt, but 47, 51, and 74, uh, excellent scores. And I think he improved his keeping in the subcontinent a lot. Uh, The real issue, I suppose, is around, well, Nichols, I think, has probably done his dash. He's averaged 17 in the series and 28 over the last 18 months. Um, I think it's time that Phillips was brought into the squad. I think he's really the only option if you're going to open with Conway and Latham. That means there's no place for young. Mm. So, uh, you know, I think in the series against England and Sri Lanka, you'll probably see Phillips coming in. Uh, In terms of bowling, there's a real issue, Dean. Mm. Uh, You know, the New Zealand bowlers bowling, opening the attack in the first test. uh, Wagner at 125 k's an hour. Saudi at 130. Just simply not quick enough mm. for international cricket. I think uh, Wagner has probably, at 37, he's losing pace, and New Zealand have to look for other options, I think, and they've got to start to take risks with some of their selections. So Wagner, for me, didn't enhance his chances anymore. Mm. The, the real issue, I think, is around spin bowling. Patel went backwards. Yeah. Uh, he was too expensive in the series. He struggled for control. Uh, and I thought his bowling was disappointing. So D I you, uh, you know, again, the leading wicket-taker taking 13 wickets in the series. I don't think he'll play a home test. His accuracy, he's just not able to bowl six good balls in a row. And I suppose the player who's really advanced his uh, uh, cause the most is Bracewell. Mm. Um, you know, a very good 70 not out in the second innings in the Karachi in the second test. And I think we've seen enough with his bowling uh, to think that uh, he, he's probably got the most control of the three of them. He is able to turn the ball, and I think he's well worth persisting with. So, but, but those are the sort of thoughts that, that I have following the series. Mm. Uh, you know, Latham was superb with the bat. Yes. Again, I think Williamson, the other talking point for me as well, you know, at a time when they needed him to really advance the scoring rate in that uh, second innings in the second test, He just seemed reluctant to do so. So Tom Latham took on that that role, Mm. and Latham's strike rate was 60, Williamson's 41. And I just feel they need more out of Williamson, not from a run-scoring point of view, because he scored plenty of runs, and he is a wonderful player. Absolutely. But I think they need him to do more in terms of controlling the outcome of games.
0: That's very interesting, Garth. You mentioned um, bowlers we may need to you know, upgrade in speed. Who are you thinking of then? You're looking at Lockie Ferguson, Cole Jamison. Is that who you've got in oh, mind?
1: That's the problem. And, and so one of the issues we've talked about is succession. Uh, Milne was supposed to go over of and course. join the one-day one side. He's got another injury or he's not, re- he's not ready to come back from injury. Ferguson hasn't played you know, um, long-level cricket for a long time. Mm. He's very much been as a white ball specialist. Yes. Jameson is uh, set to head over to the IPL at some stage, but was not available for this tour. He, he, it strikes me that in New Zealand he will be a key part of the attack and they desperately need Trent Bolt. You know that he's he's currently playing BBL um, for the Melbourne Stars in Australia. Oh. You know he's, he's a player who, having been taken out of that environment, uh, but through his own personal desires and fair enough too, he's been a wonderful servant to New Zealand Absolutely. But they miss Trent Bolt so much. They really do. Is there
0: is there like if Trent changed his mind? Is there a way back him for him?
1: Oh yeah absolutely of course they 've done you know they 'd walk over broken glass, they have fault back in the side, okay. and he may well play you know it'll be it 'll be very interesting to see what he wants to do in terms of his test playing career in the future. I think he has said it 's not over, but he would like to consider things series by series, but they desperately need him back in there they 've introduced a young player called Henry Shipley into the Pakistan. Uh, se- series in the one day games it'll be interesting to see how he bowls mm. uh, but they, they they really do need to start unfortunately looking for some uh, some fresh blood in the bowling attack and I think what that means is that New Zealand fans are going to have to get used to and, and certainly twenty twenty two has been an insight uh, they're going to have to get used to less success as the team rebuilds, but uh you know the sooner the team starts to rebuild and and bring in some fresh players, particularly in the bowling. And at that number four spot with Nichols being removed, uh, the better.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. Hey, got a got a question here on the text line, uh, Garth. This one's for Garth. Garth, the test team for the next test at home. So I'm guessing that's against uh, England. Do you what change? Yep. Um, I suppose you've made the changes already. You would go with Glenn Phillips in there, and uh, and uh, some other bowling changes.
1: You, you've got. I think you've got to have Phillips. Uh, you know, at number four, he's unproven. He's played one test. Uh, he got 52 against Australia in that test and a duck. Mm. But I think he's a sufficiently compelling uh, cricketer that he should be given a place. So that's one change that I would consider. Mitchell and Blundell fill out the rest of the middle order. Bracewell, I think, will have to play. Uh, Sodi, I just cannot see a place for him. Mm. So you're going to have an attack, which I think is going to be framed around uh, Saudi and Henry. Uh, and, uh, you know, whether or not the bolt is available for any of these matches remains to be seen. Uh, Jameson, yes. I think will, you know, he, he will be a key part of it. And then there is space for one other. Maybe they need to get a little bit, a little bit more out of Daryl Mitchell with the ball. You know, DeGranton played a, a very important role uh, for New Zealand when he was bowling. And mm. I, I've seen enough from Mitchell to think that he's, you know, he's, he, he bowls wicket to wicket. He moves the ball around a little bit. He's quite demanding. But I think, you know, the key areas for me are going to be that number four position and and, and what they do with a spin bowler. Uh, if indeed they pick one, I think they have to.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Darren Mush. I saw him when I was watching last night. They did bring him on like his first or second ball got knocked for a four. But after that, boy, he, he he's a good bowler.
1: Well, he's, he's, he's not quick enough. He's a good bowler in those conditions, Dean. Mm. And he was able to reverse the ball, which, which, which adds a lot. And, and, and that's not something that New Zealand did well in Pakistan. So the Pakistan bowlers are able to get reverse swing. Uh, I, I didn't see enough of that from the New Zealand bowlers to be convinced that that is a skill that they have in their armory. Mm. Uh, I think that Mitchell is one player who was able to get a little bit. And in those conditions, I thought he was very useful. Um, so, you know, I do think we need more. That the England series is going to be absolutely fascinating because yeah. they will come out here, and yeah. if the spinners bowl a bad ball, or or you know how bowlers are bowling a bad ball each over, yeah. they will be dispatched. And it's going to
0: be a tough series for New Zealand. It sure is. Hey, also you you mentioned Matt Henry there. He's obviously handier than we think with the bat. Do, would you push him up the order?
1: Uh, well I think that in, in terms of the batting order I think the person that would that I put down is Salvi you know, yes. he's been occupying that number 9 spot for Agreed. a long time and I think he's flattered to deceive in that position really yep. so I would have, um, you know, your number eleven is going to be one of the bowlers. I think I'd have Salvi at ten, mm. and I would certainly be wanting to get the likes of Wagner ahead of Salvi, mm. and and you know, and, and Brace will obviously batting at seven. But yeah, I do think Henry's he's pretty useful with the bat. Yeah, he showed enough in that inning, So, You know, he batted extremely well.
0: Yeah, look, the the thing with Tim Saudi I, I personally think Saudi should be at eleven because he's got no respect for his wicket or the batsman at the other end. And one white ball cricket, sure, bet him where you want. But in cricket, i put him at 11. Um, but, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And, Garth, a, a question here, too. What was with the crowds in Pakistan? Why was there no crowds of any description?
1: Well, it's quite incredible, isn't it? Uh, you know, they had uh, something like 500 people in yeah. the
0: ground, all of them doing
1: Ad- advertisements for tea and Sensodyne on TV. It was insane. Uh,
0: yeah. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and,
1: and, and a city of 15 million with a free entry <laughs> and no one able to, to come along. But it's not surprising because then, if you look at the game of Test cricket, uh, you know, you have a side like England who is showing everybody. They planned that tour to Pakistan, Mm. and they beat them 3-0, the first ever whitewash of a Pakistan side at home. So by that I mean winning all tests in a minimum of three test series. Mm. They planned it, uh, you know, Stokes has talked about the obligation uh, to the fans in terms of playing Mm. uh, good, aggressive test cricket you go to pakistan you play on a pitch that is low and slow they talked about the second test pitch on the same ground being spicy uh, that was rubbish it wasn't you know the pitches offer absolutely nothing in terms of terms of a good contest between bat and ball and, and 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 indeed you have a pakistan side who are playing with a, a lack of confidence so saul shakil uh, his century in this match took A huge amount of time. He was just able to go out there and not look to control the game. So, players, I'm I'm afraid, uh, have to do more in that regard. If you if you expect people to go and spend a day watching it, Uh, you know, having watched all ten days, uh, you know, at times it wasn't easy.
0: And, Garth, we just finished on a couple of questions here, mate, from the text machine. If in that first test Southie had declared with Williams short of his 200, a lot of cricketers would have been uh, probably lambasted him for that. Basically, he's saying a no-win situation. Do you agree with that, or what do you think?
1: No, I don't No, I don't agree. I think a lot of cricketers would have understood that. Um, you know, we in the commentary box, I, I, I was on here at the time, and I, I said, as I mentioned earlier, I simply, I cannot believe that they are going to put in individuals and all of the people, Kony, uh, Petrie and McCarty said they won't do that. But mm-hmm. they did. So, you know, I think cricketers understand that you don't. The difficulty, I think, if if we look at the nuances of it, um, the difficulty was that Saudi's taken over from Williamson as captain. Yeah. I don't believe for a moment that Kane Williamson would have insisted on on, on being allowed to get to 200. He's a team player. Gotcha. Uh, and, and he's been a great player for New Zealand. So my view is um, those sorts of things just have to be put to one side. And the question, I think the issue I would say to the listener, and thank you for the text, is mm. you know if, if, uh, if, if Ben Stokes uh, was captaining England in the same position and Joe Root was on 175 or whatever, yeah. I don't think for a moment that Stokes would have put um, Root's, uh, Root's double century ahead of the team's interests. And I think that's a good comparison because Root – and Williamson were uh, deposed captains or captains who decided to retire and Stokes and Salvi have come in and taken over from them and we're talking about exactly the two pre-eminent batters who could have been in that situation. So I just think England would have handled it very differently.
0: And one final one from Steve. For Garth, uh, you claim that we should declare earlier than we did. He's going from a batting perspective. If Tim had followed your advice, we would have lost because we wouldn't have had enough runs. How do you feel about that?
1: Uh, so so, which test is he talking this about? This one, the second one. Uh, uh, this, this one. No, 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 no. I, I, oh well, no, I oh, no,
0: no. Sorry, I mean the. Uh, it doesn't say actually. Yeah, declare.
1: Yeah. Well, well, no, I, I I don't agree with that. I think um, you know, we, if you, you declare earlier by advancing the game earlier, so you you know you bowl all of your overs within the prescribed time, mm. uh, you know you you set your declaration around that, and so I don't you know I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, you know again. Don't forget that in that second test, what we've just seen, we had Pakistan 80 for five. That's right. You know, um, and were unable to, to to finish off the game. And that should be a, a matter of some concern. New Zealand were completely on top and then went through a session without taking a wicket. Uh, and again, that for me comes back to the bowling and partnerships. And one of the text, text callers last night identified that, and I thought it was an excellent point. Mm. The spinners were not able to bowl six Good deliveries in a row, yeah. which meant that Pakistan had to take the game to New Zealand. Pakistan were able just to chip runs off. So it, yeah. it, sometimes it's not just a simple. There are a lot of factors that go into it. And I think that, uh, you know, Salvi was magnificent with the ball. He needed more support from the spin bowlers.
0: Hey, Gar, thank you so much for your time this morning, mate. You go. We'll go have a nap this afternoon in front of the telly, all right? You
1: make absolutely no mistake that I'll be doing that and I'll be listening in. And, th- and I do want to thank all of your listeners who send in those texts and ask those wonderful questions. You know, we all have opinions on it. No one has to agree with each other. It's... Um but it's great to be having the conversations, Then,
0: Totally agree with you, Garth. Totally agree with you. Thank you so much for that today, mate. Much appreciated. There you go, folks. Garth Galloway. And I love it. that's exactly what Garth says 100% right. We don't always have to agree. You may have a different opinion. I may have a different opinion. We can still discuss it, talk about it, and come to our you know conclusions after the debate. So there you go, Garth. What we like about Garth, he didn't shy away from any of those questions. Well done, mate.